go. When did we first meet? Yesterday. And what was I wearing then? Nothing. <laughs> what is my favorite band? Pepe Le Pew. What are three good names for a turtle? Jack, Samson, and Slippy. You're tuning in to Coach and Joe, conversations on friendship with God. Welcome to Coach and Joe. I, I feel like before we get started, I see a picture of Ricky Bobby in my mind. And one of the things I've learned from that movie is if you ain't first, mm. you're last. Mm. Uh, he told the guy in the interview, he said, Dale, I'm just the best there's ever been. Already, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, you see that this not, is not Joe Reynolds right here. This is Wendy Norris, and uh, she's a beautiful woman, and, and oh I'm a beautiful gosh. man. Oh and we're yes. going to jump in today, just a married couple here, talk about God, friendship, some stuff. Coach and Joe, welcome to Coach and Joe, just a normal coach. And one of the reasons we named the show Coach and Joe is that it wasn't just because Joe's name is Joe Reynolds, but it's just whoever is in this seat, it's just a normal coach and a normal Joe that God's doing extraordinary things through. The major narrative of the Bible that I see is God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And that's really all Wendy and I have ever wanted. This is my wife. She's a pastor on staff at Bridgeway, mother of my three children. Uh, I'm just, I'm excited you're on this show. You can hardly stand yourself. Yes. <laughs> I felt I felt kind of good right there. Um, I'm looking forward to jumping in on a conversation that's been brewing for... 23 years. Your love for me. Yes. So we we met 23 years ago, and we I remember going through, gosh, I think it was Ed Young. For some reason, that doesn't sound right. What's his dad's name? No, it was Ed Young Sr. There's Ed Young Ed Sr. Ed Young Sr. They, they had Senior. some pre-marriage uh, curriculum we went through, yeah. and it's the first time I heard being a safe place for someone. A safe place for someone. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been in, in leadership for 22 years in ministry, and it's something that, that I hear that comes up a lot, that we want to learn to become safe places for people. Inside uh, our own marriage, journeys uh, of ups and downs, the, the, down, the downward spiral of any relationship that has to be, has to have help from the Lord to trim back upwards is when one or two people are not safe for each other. In discipling relationships, mm -hmm. you hear this term a lot. Well, you're just not a safe person for me right now. Well, or, I, or the or the converse. Or you yeah, are. I feel safe around that person. Okay, mm -hmm. so I I want yeah. I want to jump into this because I think that the enemy, just like anything else, the enemy can really weasel his way in to a mindset. The first word out of the Lord's mouth was repent when he began his ministry, Matthew four seventeen. And the, which means change the way you think, proper paradigm. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a safe place for another person? Now, we're not talking about people we don't know. That I'm, this is in the we're context of relationship. Of Marriage, friendship, discipling relationships, mm -hmm. uh, missional communities, things like this. What is it? What is being a safe place for someone look like? Mm. Well, I'm sure there are books written about this um, that have tons of content and... Um, so this will be a quick answer, I guess. But being a safe person, if I'm truly going to be safe, if I'm going to truly be a fortress type of, of person for someone, a place that when they're scared, they can run into that, um, when they need shelter, when they uh, need, need a covering, all, of, all those things that you think about safety. Well, uh, 
it means I'm available. It means I'm there. And that, that would be the one thing. I haven't gone anywhere. But, you know, I, the Lord's the Holy Spirit's been talking to me a lot about how we relabel mm-hmm. words. And so the question is, is do you want me to be safe or do you want me to uh, be with you in your pain right now? Do you want me to be right there on the same page with your joy right now? Is that what makes me someone that you want to come close to? Is, is that what makes me um, a refuge for you? And um, I have discovered with you, like, let's just keep this personal. And my relationship with you and in, in growing and maturing in my relationship with you, there have been times when... Um, I didn't. I didn't want to run straight to you. I didn't. I didn't trust that you were going to understand me, or that you were going to um, seek to understand me, or any of you know things like that. So, I, I, the other part of this conversation that is oftentimes confusing inside community is that the moment that somebody feels quote unquote unsafe to you, then that's someone's great big red light that I need to get as far away from you as possible. And it doesn't ever occur to us that maybe just the where we are in our seasons and where we are in our understanding has now relabeled and given us a new definition for an old word. Uh, it's, it's through time and it's through trusting you that I have um, been able to believe continue to see and believe that you indeed are someone who is a fortress to me, All right, a let's, refuge. Let's break it down clinically. So Bridgeway is a place of paradox. Our five core values are paradoxical. We're a bridge between word and spirit. And we believe that pretty much everything in scripture, if you, if you cannot develop a hermeneutic, uh, it's paradoxical. The scriptures can even drive you crazy. Jesus is paradox. And there's two sides of the coin of so many of the conversations through the narrative of scripture. And this is something I see I see two sides of the same coin on. And I'm going to give an example from this morning of something that happened to me with, and I'm going to name his name. Okay, yeah, and that's I'm going to, And I'm going to talk about the story. Okay. There is a brother in my life who is a fel, fellow elder. I love the word fellow, by the way. I, I use it all the time, fellow. There's nothing better than saying fella. It triggers people. Fella triggers people calling someone sport. Champ, yeah, champion. There's a difference between fella and fellow. I love fellow. Fellow feels so David Sissonish. Reformed and British. Nick Allen. Marjorie. All right. So right. this is yeah. this is what this is what happened this morning. Vince Gaskin is a brother to me. Mm-hmm. He's an elder at Bridgeway. He's older than me. Mm-hmm. And I call him the warrior. First prophetic word I ever got over him six years ago was he's a warrior. And this is the third time since I've known Vince, uh, us walking out, that, that we we had a very passionate and I would even say confrontive conversation that he started on his end. Yeah, he initiated. We were at Chick-fil-A, and it was two brothers really passionately talking about mm-hmm. uh, something that he was seeing in my leadership mm-hmm. in my life. At first glance, mm-hmm. there is there you have to have prophetic eyes to see that conversation is safe. At first glance, uh, Holy Spirit, as soon as Vince started talking, Holy Spirit said, listen to everything he says. So I'm going somewhere with this. If you were to film that conversation, it would not seem, quote unquote, safe. Halfway through, the Holy Spirit started showing me it's the safest place I could be because Vince was calling out something in me that I could not see. We all have blind spots. Mm-hmm. 
I just want, I want to revisit the definition of safe place and I want you to talk about it. Sometimes a safe place that the father is bringing into my life sure does not look safe. Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel safe. Yes, it doesn't look safe, but there was, there was feelings that you were having. But if the point is for the Holy Spirit to be transforming you into the image of Jesus, is it possible that sometimes what you once would have run from in orphanhood, mm-hmm. you need to snuggle up with and embrace what seems sharp, and that's actually more safe than someone who's actually just enabling you. Hey, that's preaching. Koraba. Let me say that again. This is what I'm saying. I just blessed myself. It just mm-hmm. got on me. Mm-hmm. It just got on me. Is it possible that some of our safe places don't appear safe? Talk to monk yourself. I'm going to drink some water. Well, of course. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, I, you know, I, I'm the, you know me. You've known me for 25 years now. The first time I ever went to counseling. Don't touch me. The first time I ever went to counseling, <laughs> this would have been Sam 16. So this would have been about 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. She says, why are you here? It was, the, it was the greatest question. Why are you here? And I said, because I don't feel Oh, yeah, that's right. And the more we started talking, the more I realized I'm angry. And she says, oh, you're angry. And I said, yes. She goes, oh, see, you do feel. Stop saying you don't feel. And what I believe that we do inside safe, what when we deem something is safe or not, is how do I feel about this right now? And so I'm the person on the extreme that's going, I got to go get in touch with my feelings. And I love all you brothers and sisters out there who are really in touch with your feelings. Sometimes you need to really just resolve yourself to say, I'm, I can hear from God. I, I know that right now it doesn't feel the best to me, but there's something that's so resonating in my spirit that I'm to have my ears open. I'm to have my eyes open. So because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what our circumstances are, how great our marriage is or isn't, how fantastic our kids are behaving or aren't, how how wonderfully healthy our churches are or aren't, or our communities are or aren't, or how fantastic our workplace is or isn't. At the end of the day, my greatest safety comes in the person of God. And the word of God says he is a fortress that I can run into in time of trouble. So when I don't know how to feel, he's the one who's my safe place. And so I need to be hanging on every word that he's saying in order to understand the, the circumstances that I'm in so that I'm not led by just how I feel. It's, it's such a, with all, I love feelings like Holy Spirit has so opened up my understanding to the beauty of feelings. He he created them. But my goodness, they can lie to you. These feelings can lie to you. If I got to th- take thoughts captive, I better need to be taking my emotions captive. That's good. I want to I want to address one aspect of this conversation. And, and, and again, this isn't really a prophetic observation. It's more just what I've noticed in a couple of decades of leadership. A lot of times when something happens in a relationship between two people like happened with Vince and I this morning, instead of seeing that as a safe place, people will say something like, well, you're condemning me or you're judging me or only God can judge me. When the truth is, I just, I have never seen anyone be transformed without God providing someone in their life that serves somewhat as an irritant. So I, I just, I want you to address the, 
well, who are you to like say something like that to me? You don't understand me or you don't understand my heart or you're condemning me. Mm-hmm. Why do we have such a hard time seeing safe places as also like C.S. Lewis described Aslan in, in the Chronicles of Narnia? Yes, he's good, but he's not safe. Like the fear of the Lord. There are times with the Lord, I, I, it's not a, I want to cuddle up with you. It's, I want to fall on my face before you. And that is my safe place. Why are, why do people tend to lean towards calling a sharpness in a relationship mm-hmm. as non-safe when actually it's the father trying to use that person as a tool to get me groomed? I mean, who loves, who loves to be called out? None of us love that. None of us love to, to discover that something that was so right around us, completely in a blind spot, we didn't see it, just like it is in a car. You've looked in the rearview mirror, didn't see it there. Looked in your side mirror, didn't see it there. You've done, quote unquote, all the right things to check yourself. And so if someone's calling out something, it hits a place in us that is our pride. And I, I love all of us watching and listening enough just to remind us we get to be human. We get to live in flesh. Uh, we get to make mistakes. And, and we don't get to just say that and claim that when it works to our advantage. And we need to ask forgiveness. And go, ah, you know, I'm just human. But we actually get to live with that as our mindset. So when the blind spots get called out, or someone is saying, hey, I'm observing this and I'm seeing some patterns in you that I don't think are going to continue to foster health in you. I want to talk to you about that. If we recognize and have lived, humbled ourselves enough to know, yeah, because I'm a human, this is this is going to happen. It's like fasting, not if you fast, but when you fast. Yep. When I have blind spots, when I walk in patterns that I think are going to be just fine for me, and somebody's going, that's just not going to work. It it gives me, it puts me in a posture to be to stay open handed. I mean, I keep standing like this for a reason. I I, I feel like it just means that we walk around going open handed. Uh, so when those conversations spontaneously happen at eight fifteen on. Thursday morning, it's not catching you off guard because your pride has already been on high, put on alert. Hey, pride, I'm putting you on alert that at any point you could be removed, you could be rebuked. I'm not gonna let my, I'm not gonna let flesh and my pride dictate and start to channel my emotions. I'm gonna let the truth. And so we also get to you know you're saying like you don't understand me, you don't understand my heart. Hey, listen, that's that's part of it too. Uh, Danny Silk even talks about when you get into a conversation with someone, seek to understand. And so even in the seeking to understand, if there's already a closed offness, like, nope, you don't even know me, you, it, then that's a problem. That's called pride. I can't even get to know someone. I can't even and step into that place and, and, and foster understanding between me and you uh, if you've already decided that I've judged you. How's that helpful? That's not helpful. So I think we should all come into the conversations knowing, hey, there's a great chance you don't understand my paradigm and you don't understand my heart. And converse is true. There's a great chance I do not understand yours. And so let's talk this out. So when the sharpness happens, 
and it begins to rebuke our own pride, it actually, that posture is helping us to have a place of humility with one another and putting on the table, maybe I really don't know everything. I, I think I think I'll close here. Once again, it's amazing how many of these conversations we have on Coach and Joe revolve around our own personal identity, who we are in Christ. 189 times Paul says in Christ. 189. I think if you if you don't have an identity of your security in Christ, whenever some irritant type safe places, that'd be a great title of a book, irritant safe places, whenever that manifests, you'd be tempted to think it's not from God. Yeah. This this is so connected to what the Holy Spirit has been doing through these these conversations at Coach and Joe. It's in line with warning dreams, because ultimately, if if we have a hard time ever thinking that the Father can challenge us through other people where it doesn't seem safe, but it's actually the safest place, then what we're really saying is that He would never really do that to us in His own conversations with oh, us. Oh, honey, He does. How many times oh have you and I talked of like, man, you're not gonna believe what He called out today? Oh my goodness. And, and talk about safety. I mean, that's the safest place is when Holy Spirit and His good counsel does a, does a time out with you. And oftentimes it's happening in the moment. It's not because you're just sitting down and you're having your, your quiet time with Holy Spirit. It's usually inside the moment when I went to say something to you or in my self-righteousness, I chose not to, but in my heart, I full on had the longest conversation and I went Julia Sugarbaker on you in my head and I just told you everything and Holy Spirit's going is that okay? Mm -hmm. As as you thought in your heart you might as well have done it because in your heart that's what you just said to him. Like that's that's a safe place and yet that calls me to a place of um, of awareness. It gives me an opportunity for repentance and I say opportunity because just because he tells it to you does not mean that we repent. Doesn't mean we actually take advantage of that opportunity to repent. So. You're, you're very pretty. You did a very good job. Let's give a No More Fat Pastor update. If you haven't checked out the No More Fat Pastor Instagram, it's, uh, it's the story of a fat pastor chasing a fat filmmaker named Armando Ramos. And the narrative is a couple of fat guys dueling this to their so caloric ridiculous. deaths. Uh, <laughs> Armando's in the room right now. Check that out. And I think it'll inspire you that if yeah. if we if we can do something, then you can too. Um, averaging losing about a pound a week. Armando looks like... Uh, Armando has been beefing up. I would say he is. A, He's been beefing he's up. He's gaining a pound a week. Father, we love you. We thank you for just what you're doing all of our lives. Mm-hmm. I bless every listener that they would seek safe places on in your paradigm, not our own. In Jesus' name, go in peace. Thanks for listening to the Coach and Joe podcast. To catch the rest of this episode, including more wisdom, more laughter, and to hear your questions answered on air, check out Coach and Joe on YouTube and coachandjoe.com.